0: Welcome in A to Z sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are. Nashville's on demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at eight central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show on our Twitter timeline and Instagram story. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us. And they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, Tn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus Farm Bureau health plans get better with Farm Bureau health plans, better coverage, better rates, better uh, service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So uh, it's an, Again, thanks to everybody who is new watching the show because um, I think we've grown a lot over the last week as the Titans are officially one week in the training camp. And Malik Willis has shown some growth. But Zach, real quick for the podcast audience, tell people a quick tease on what we have coming tomorrow for A to Z Sports.
1: Yeah, live on this show, we will announce something that this company has been working on over the last you know several months. Um additions they're they're they are going to come in in the plenty which is going to be great so a lot to announce but we will announce uh what we have in store i kind of teased it a little bit this morning on our instagram and our social handles uh just to kind of give and look we had a good response earlier and if you go to our instagram or facebook you'll see that big bright green thing and that's mm-hmm. probably all i will say but had a good response from it from titans rick says is that a turtle smoking a bong while riding a surfboard and so my answer to that is no it is not that it is something better than that so um we're excited and we're ready to roll
0: yes we are all right so let's talk about Malik Willis Music City Malik and I think I like Malik Willis. I just want to say this. But we all know that he had a lot to grow and a lot to learn when it comes to his development as an NFL quarterback. And yesterday, Todd Downing, Titans offensive coordinator, did talk to the media before practice and was asked by our Sam Phelan about what he's seen from Malik Willis's technical footwork. And uh, here's what Todd Downing had to say.
1: Yeah, he's so physically gifted. You know, and I think sometimes when you have those tools – get away with things uh, at, at you know, the collegiate level. And I think he's starting to find out that, that some of those tight
2: window throws or if you're a little bit late on something, you can't necessarily just make up for it with ball
1: speed. Right? The, the, the DBs are gonna close that window a little bit faster. So there's a, a development there, right? There's a, a dependency on physical tools that sometimes needs to progress to you know, more of the footwork and, and listening to your feet, letting your feet redirect your eyes, those types of things. But Malik's on, a, on a, a good trajectory. You know, he's had some learning experiences out there, uh, but he's a great kid with high character. who comes in and, and wants to know the why. He wants to understand what occurred with the mistake, and, and then he generally makes a new one. So excited about where he's at.
0: And that at the very end there, when Todd Downing says that he generally makes a new one, I've heard that a lot from the Titans coaches this off season more than I think before. And it was David Long was saying that the coaches tell them, make new mistakes, that it's okay in May and June to make new mistakes. It's okay in July to make new mistakes. And now once you get closer to September and kickoff, you you don't want to stop making those new, new mistakes. But I, I have heard that a lot more, and Todd Downing said that about Malik Willis. And I think it is good that once he makes a mistake, he goes out there and makes a new one and not the same one that he just made. So I think that is a credit to Malik Willis there from Todd Downing. Zach, what did you think?
1: You know, we and, you know, the Titans fan base and Nashville in, in general, and look, I will keep harping on Music City Malik because I think that's one of my favorite nicknames. It It is, it is legit. Uh, um, we had a good nickname yesterday on our trivia, but I do like Music City Malik. We're getting to know him. And one of the things that I think that I can tell from Malik Willis is that he is open-minded. He is wanting to learn. He understands that he comes from liberty. He also understands his athletic ability, his talents, what he's good at, and what he needs to work at. And I think when you're a quarterback and you come into this league, in Austin, let's face it, we've seen Luke Falk, we've seen Cole McDonald come into this league, and they got ate up, cut, and spit out, right? This is going to be a different type right you're gonna yeah. sit there and but what we saw in those training camps and the reason why I bring up those two guys is they came in and it seemed like it was too big for them now now you know a, a couple a couple of instances they had some good moments but overall it was bad 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 in camp I think what we're hearing and seeing with Malik Willis is it started out slow, but it's trending to be more good, 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 right? And that, I think, is exciting for Titans fans. I I, I am not comparing him to this, but what you want the trajectory because of the unique situation Malik is in. Malik Willis was not drafted in the first round. The pressure of starting right away is not on him to Mm -hmm. perform and to make superhero plays. They're kind of going in the same instance of Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. Alex Smith was in Kansas City, and they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Now, first to third round is a completely different story. The Kansas City Chiefs traded up and gave up a lot to get Patrick Mahomes yeah there's like a
0: 70 pick difference between where Mahomes and Malik Willis went
1: absolutely but the projections of Malik Willis was probably right around where Patrick Mahomes was
0: drafted to be honest late
1: late first round those are the projections going into the draft it didn't shake out that way but I think you've seen you know an athletic quarterback that needs some coaching a franchise that understood in Kansas City that Alex Smith had a ceiling that wasn't high enough for their expectations. We need to come in and put some pressure on their quarterback. This is a different type of pressure for Ryan Tannehill, but I like all the things that I'm hearing, especially from Todd Downing, about Malik Willis this early in training camp.
0: Yeah, and I think Malik Willis is unfortunately a product of a bad trickle-up effect from the college game because there's so much pressure on coaches to win now in the college game. Hugh Freeze doesn't have the time to coach up Malik Willis like he needs to be to be pro-ready. Hugh Freeze, the head coach of Liberty, doesn't give a damn if Malik Willis is pro-ready or not as long as... He helps Hugh Freeze win games at Liberty, so Hugh Freeze can get out of Liberty and back into a legitimate program again. That since he fell from his well, grace and this, I,
1: right? I don't, I don't support all of Hugh Freeze's decisions. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean the burner burner phone and all that other stuff. But the one thing you cannot deny, Austin, and this is hard to admit, Hugh Freeze's offense works. Oh, it, it works is. in the college game. Looking to your left to the sidelines and seeing all of those plays, running those plays, the quickness, the momentum, Hugh Freeze was a huge part of changing the college football game. But to your point, point, that doesn't always translate into what you're asked of, especially when you got Derrick Henry and you're a running football team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a big difference there. So let's let's hear from uh, Malik Willis himself. He just heard from Todd Downing, but here's Malik Willis talking about his footwork, because Tron Davenport asked a good question uh, that you know, about processing, matching the footwork, and here's what Malik has to say. He wants you to match your
2: footwork to your processing. What does that mean? That means I'm processing faster than what I'm used to going within my footwork process. I'm processing the information and knowing what I need to do, but in order to be on time and be able to throw anticipation, I need to help my feet get up to with my processing ability. So it's like. Knowing what to do, but just getting the reps where you able to do it without thinking. You know,
0: how do you accomplish reps? It looked like <laughs> just yeah, reps, a lot of reps. And Malik in that in that media scrum, where I don't know how many people were around us. He started doing the Dak Prescott hip thing, like so. You saw him kind of dancing there. He was it. So now it's his mental processing is where it needs to be, according to Malik Willis. His feet and his athletic. Uh, movements are not matching his mental processing. And so Todd Downing talks about how gifted uh, Malik Willis is physically, but now it's about how can he catch up his physical gifts of his feet to be on pace with where his eyes and mind need to be.
1: Well, you know, let's talk through this because we yeah. saw this just last week, you know, Ryan Tannehill and and Logan Woodside compared to Malik Willis of where their hips are, where they're throwing the football, where their feet are pointed. All of these throws make a lot of sense. Quick release, power, efficiency. I can't speak on accuracy because I don't know where the footballs are going. But both of both 17 and 5 are very in control of where their foot feet are, where their steps are. And then we'll see here Malik Willis in, here in a second. And I think you know I asked Sam to ask Todd mm-hmm. Downing about the footwork thing and you guys asked uh, Malik Willis about the footwork now look at this compared to the last two look how wide the base are i mean he's he's describing what we've seen which is it's kind of confirmation yeah he's he's looking at his target ready to throw
0: but his feet are not ready <laughs> no and, and and i think you're seeing that Dictate where the ball goes, and so that you know if, if yeah, you see feet- you
1: you know where those balls go, yeah. right? So like you know where they end up in in the hands of the receiver or the hands of whoever's catching that.
0: I don't know where Malik's actually his football went. Well, and, and a lot in that particular drill, they're throwing to a stagnant target. I and and we've seen times are rolling out, being on the move. Malik has been a little more wild with where the ball ends up, and so it's all about can he can he catch it up, right? If his mind is processing the right things, but he's got to get his feet to speed up to it so he can then make a on-target throw on time, now that's where things start clicking. And so it's a process, but he did say uh, from, uh, and this is a really good question by Chris Harris of, of Channel 4, about where he is at compared to, when he showed up in May. With all those reps in the league, how would you say you have progressed since day one in this facility? i talking, talking
2: about like rookie minicamp day one? Sure. Oh, well, I don't know, eight years ahead of where I was, but uh, that's just from helping from my coaches and just dedicating the time to just study this information.
0: Did you think it would be like that much of a, pro- a progression that quickly for you as far as that? Had-
2: I didn't, but they, yeah. they told me it would. They told me it would. He told me to set up an alert on my calendar. He was like, first day, of, uh, Train camp and just see where I would be from the time Ricky camp started. And he was right. I was five years ahead. Are you talking about lock years. Where does that show up? You're talking about as far as comfort level, footwork, technique, equipment? Or as just everything regarding my job description. Operating the huddle, operating the line of scrimmage, just all the plays and being comfortable in them and saying them. It's all above. I would-
0: that was my favorite comment that he made.
1: That was Ever my think- favorite clip that we've played in training camp, to be honest, Austin. I, I, I hadn't seen that yet. That was yeah. from start to finish. That was my favorite clip. From when he says, it, you know what gets my blood flowing? When somebody says job description.
0: <laughs> I knew that. I knew you were going to love As soon God. as you said that and I was there, I was like, Zach's going to be like, just. All over that, licking his chops about how good that was. Job description. I
1: love that. Because when you know your job description, you do your job. When you're sitting there like, oh, well, I don't know if I need to do this or should I do this? And when you go above and beyond your job description, that is when you become great. That is when you become Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson and all the other great quarterbacks. Tom Brady's in this league right now. I... I mean, he is such a likable guy. Like, <laughs> I,
0: know, I know.
1: He has and I will say this. <laughs> this is this is a very big compliment. He has this McNair air to him. And maybe it's because I see a Titans logo on him, but he has this McNair air of likability of I don't know. This is, I I'm I'm actually I'm starting to get a little
0: giddy. I mean I'm, I mean Xavier's right. He's got a charisma about him. Like he like he. Uh, I asked him what what did I ask? Him? I asked him about like the they had a 23 minute practice periods. Zach, 23 minutes yesterday, where Tannehill and most of the other starters were over on one field conditioning, and Malik Willis and Logan Woodside were uh, were getting all the reps. And he's like, man, like the way he answers questions, the way he looks you in the eye when he responds the way it's conversational and he'll say, bro, he, t- he told jungling, bro, it's camp, man. We got a lot of stuff going on. And so again, he's very calm. Some of that is
1: youth, but yeah, yes. but he's
0: so confident and he hasn't been ruined by a big time college football program, media relations team that shuts everybody down. Right. So this is his authentic self. So I, I like him a lot too. And I, I want him to be successful because he's an easy person to talk to. Orlando says he's got some spunk there. Uh, Valentino says we're all gifted talent. So let's ask this question, Zach, because we played some videos about Malik Willis. He says he is light years ahead of where he was at when he showed up for rookie minicamp back in May. So here's our question. Do you expect to see Malik Willis this year, next year, or year three? This year, next year, or year three? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai.
1: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is that easy. To wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Palisade, the Sonata, the Tucson, I mean the Santa Fe, they have you hooked up when it comes to your perfect make and model. You've just got to go find it. Uh, Hyundai is such a reliable brand and, and really a, just a reliable vehicle. Fuel efficiency out the wazoo which is which is outstanding especially in these times when gas is jacked up no matter what they say gas is still jacked up still not where it needs to be so you need to combat that with a fuel efficient vehicle and you can do that with a brand new palisade third row seating full size suv it also has the all the bells and whistles that you need that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com quick trip down i-40 exit 236 pain bone is the owner and operator, family-owned and operated of Wilson County Hyundai. He'll hook you up with a great deal and a great ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
0: Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. But hey, if you've already done that and you're a part of the BetMGM team, you can take advantage of one-game parlay insurance in Major League Baseball. It's pretty simple. You can get up to $25 back if your one-game parlay in Major League Baseball of four legs or more, Falls just one leg short. And that always happens to me. Whenever I have a one game parlay, I either hit it or I come up one leg short. So, with with one game parlay insurance, you can get up to $25 back with MLB one game parlay insurance. Visit BenhamGym.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject to qualifications, LB requirements, rewards issued if knowledge about free bets, credit, free bets expiring seven days. For problem game of support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. Do you expect to see Malik Willis this year, next year, or year three? Zach, I'll send you to the chat.
1: Well, I think it's an interesting question because this year means something. Next year means another thing. And year three means even more because, as we know, Ryan Tannehill has two more years left to go in his contract. So maybe the Tannehill believers believe that Tannehill will play good enough to earn uh, you know, a next play time next year you know he's not gonna have the same salary cap hit next offseason as he did this offseason so there's some nuance to this John says year three Titans Kyle says next year next year for Titan up next year for John Eric says next year next year for Eric Apollo says next year Deborah says next year wow stringing next years. yeah year three from Tony Omar year three blue man says never ooh Which
0: is beyond year four. man. Stay away from that beyond section. It's kind of scary. Uh,
1: Clayton says year three, year two from Daniel. Year three coming in from Buford. Honky Tonk says year three. Next year, Tannehill has to leave first from NAV 454, which is correct. Ricochet Ray says year three. All depends on how Tannehill plays, so Scott doesn't necessarily answer the question. Next year coming in from Mark and Nicholas, as well as Lorenzo, Dylan says, hope uh it's year three. And Jebu also says year three. Also, Corey, wow, I don't think we have gotten a this, this year? year. Oh. I, Rooney says this year, but backdoors in the preseason, I, so that doesn't count. I think I saw one. Ah, Valentino
0: snaps this year.
1: So, so let me stop. Okay. Let me stop you there. Okay. I'm with Valentino. Valentino is with me. Valentino, Alexander Davis, I agree. Okay. I I think he will get snaps this year. Now, how many? I have no idea. I have no clue. Uh, it could be one. It could be five. It could be four. It could be 14. But I expect the Tennessee Titans and Todd Downing to have a wrinkle as a snap. He may not get the ball. He may be a decoy. I I have no idea, but I, but it is a snap and I expect him to be a part of that plan this season. And it may not be. And I also will say, I don't expect it to be in the first four weeks of the season, but by the end of the season, I believe and expect him to get snaps.
0: Wait, does that, is that answering the question that we're presenting though? Well, ask the question. Do you expect to see Malik Willis this year or next year or year three? It absolutely does. I I think it's the way, and again, look, we kind of left it a little bit open to interpretation of what do you expect to see Malik Willis? That is open to whoever's interpretation. To me, that means as significant quarterback play, like not the wrinkles.
1: How do you define significant?
0: like starting games. See,
1: I look at it as getting on the field. Austin, you've said it yourself. You don't even think he's going to be active.
0: <laughs> I, I think he's quarterback I mean, you said three. that. You don't think yeah. he's going to be active. As of right now, it would be a waste of a 46-man game day active roster spot to have him out there. Right now, I mean, look, things can change. And I, I think September 11th, when they kick off against the New York Giants, I would guess that Malik Willis is probably going to be inactive. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think it's, it's
1: short the season. I expect him to be inactive as well. Yeah, by the so, end of the season, I don't.
0: By the end of the season, maybe they add some of those gadget wrinkles like you're talking about. But I, again, like I, I am taking this question in this conversation as legitimate reps as the quarterback, not as a gadget guy who lines up wherever and might not touch the ball and who's a decoy. I'm talking as, a illegit- that's how I am approaching this conversation. And so, Zach, there's multiple reasons why I am a year three guy in this conversation. One, Malik Willis says he's light years ahead of where he was at in May. I believe him, but I still think he has a long way to go.
1: Oh, yeah, it depends on where he was at, right? Yeah, light years, and- where are you coming from?
0: Yeah. And so he's got time and there's a conversation that happens around the media every seven on seven or 11 on 11 period where Malik Willis is taking those team reps. And it's the fact that the timing and the willingness to get rid of the football and the ability to get rid of the football instead of scrambling around. There's a lot of times where it's a drop back or a play action rollout where Malik Willis ends up tucking the ball and running Instead of throwing the football, and while tucking the ball and running might help in the game, that's not the point of the practice. <laughs> the point of the practice is to get rid of the football, and I I think he's that's the processing and footwork, lining up and timing. I still think he's still far away from that. And so the other side of why I'm a year three guy on this is because Ryan Tannehill looks really good, and if Ryan Tannehill continues to be really good this year, then there's no reason why you move on from Ryan Tannehill going into next year. And so I think next year is the earliest you can see Malik Willis taking legitimate quarterback reps in games in the season, regular season. And that's only if something happens with Tannehill after the beginning of the 2023 season. That that's why I am a year three guy. I expect Ryan Tannehill to be a Tennessee Titan throughout the duration of the contract that he's on right now.
1: So here's the caveat to that though. Ryan Tannehill had a okay year last year. He wasn't terrible. He led his team to the AFC number one seed. It's what you do in big games, Austin. I Ryan Tannehill can have a really good season this year, and if he throws three picks or two picks and loses in a playoff game, Austin, he ain't going to finish his contract. I understand that. But, you, but then lot- that's that's where the caveat and nuance comes in to what you're saying. I don't – like, you could say you could expect him to play well, and, he, and it sounds like from the first several days of camp, Ryan Tannehill – has taken to heart that three pick Bengals game, yeah. because he has played very well. He hasn't thrown a pick to date that has been reported.
0: Yeah, has not. And so, like, that's a good thing. I and I, I don't think there's there's not many incompletions from Ryan Tannehill like that, That's it's not but, it's but not it's the, big games. That, yeah, that, no, I know, I know that changes the whole scope of things. So
1: I I went back and I was when you were talking, I was thinking I was like, all right, so what is he kind of describing of playing time, right? Are you kind of comparing and it, it the ups and downs of the season? So it's not identical, but you know, Jalen Hurts became the Eagles' starting quarterback for relief duty of Carson Wentz. Right? They yeah. did that even when Carson Wentz early on in the season wasn't playing well or wasn't playing bad, excuse me, for Philadelphia. Hurts came in there and start. He started four games. He threw a thousand yards, whatever. But he was kind of that relief guy. Is that how you are taking this question?
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go back and I don't remember the Eagles situation in that one year particularly. I don't think they were a very good football team in 2020. So uh, 2020,
1: they weren't great, but at the end, oh no, they were they were bad. They were four and eleven. That was the yeah. year that Doug Peterson got fired.
0: Right. So they were a bad team, right? Like I I don't think the Titans I I don't think there's any way the Titans are a four and 11 a five-win football team right like that doesn't that does not happen right so
1: unless something crazy
0: happens yeah yeah and so like jalen hurts played when he, he really started taking over in december right when they were already bad and in before december so september through all of november jalen hurts had a total of three pass attempts right so when they sucked They were like, Carson Wentz, it's not working. Shut him down. Let's see what you got in Jalen Hurts and go from there. That's where they brought Jalen Hurts along. Now,
1: but those games happen, Austin, right? Like the Titans could get blown out by somebody. It doesn't mean they're a bad football team or they had a bad game, right? In the fourth quarter, Malik Willis could come in, right, and see snaps, is that what you're, would that count as this year? I, again, there's no right now, or wrong. I'm just yeah, trying to, I, I, to think the,
0: I think the way I would put it is, and it's not perfect. I'm not trying to say it's perfect, but something, oh, Michael nailed it. What the Niners did with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, because good football team, right? The Niners, good football team, good offensive line, good run game, really good defense. There's a lot of that that matches up with the Tennessee Titans, especially with a head coach who knows what the hell he's doing. And you've got a quarterback who wins you games in the regular season, but obviously comes up short when it matters most for Jimmy Garoppolo and in Ryan Tannehill. So I it, last year, Jimmy Garoppolo like actually played like significant reps in three games. I'm sorry, Trey Lance. Three games, he had significant reps. He had 18 pass attempts October 3rd. Uh, He had 29 October 10th. I think that's when Jimmy G got hurt for two weeks. And then uh, last week of the regular season or second to last week of the regular season, he looks like he played the entire game. And so that's something that I could see them using Malik Willis is late in the season. Let Malik Willis go out there and get some legitimate game experience. If the Titan situation falls into place that way.
1: So that would be this year.
0: Yeah, but I still don't think that would happen because I think the Niners were... Are... Well, there's a
1: difference between a top-five pick and a third-round pick, right? Sure, so...
0: sure. The Niners don't... Yeah, no doubt. A top-five pick you traded up for and a <laughs> yeah. and a bonus third-round pick of Malik Willis. But I also knew that the, the, there was more talk in circulation around the Niners moving on from Garoppolo than there ever has been with the Titans moving on from Tannehill. Ever. So far. It, so far, but no, going into last season, because they drafted Trey Lance in the top five, there was more. When are they going to move on from Jimmy G? That was a conversation for a long time.
1: Right. But the expectations of the San Francisco 49ers are much different than the expectations of the Tennessee Titans. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I don't know. If Ryan Tannehill takes the Titans to an AFC championship game and loses, like Jimmy D- G did with the 49ers last year, Tannehill ain't on the block. Tannehill's getting an extension. Tannehill's going to be saddled up. The 49ers, after Jimmy G has taken them to a NFC Championship game, are looking to actively trade the guy. That's the expectations
0: of the football team. It just is. No, I understand that, but that's because they have a first-round top-five quarterback waiting ready, right? The Titans don't have that. They don't. And obviously they saw enough from Trey Lance in one year in an off season to be comfortable with shopping Jimmy Garoppolo. Are the Titans going to feel the same way a year from now, 12 months from now about Malik Willis? I don't know because of this situation of Malik Willis. And so I, again, why I'm a year three guy in this conversation is because I expect Ryan Tannehill to have a good season. And I expect Ryan Tannehill to enter next season as the bona fide starter and malik willis is now the backup and logan woodside's doing something else
1: i expect the tennessee titans to be a good football team i also expect brian Tannehill to be outplayed by a better quarterback that's that's just my opinion i i could be completely wrong i'm open to being wrong i kind of hope i i kind of hope yeah. yeah yeah for another team an elite quarterback that you face in the playoffs like a Joe Burrow, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Josh Allen, like those type of quarterbacks to come in there. Russell Wilson, you play in the playoffs. I, I just expect him to get out And that then will change the landscape and mindset of the Titans because then it would have happened twice, right? Well, really, I don't want to say out but like three times because Lamar Jackson did beat Ryan Tannehill uh, a couple of years ago at home. Now you have Joe Burrow beating Ryan Tannehill at home. I don't know where this year's playoff game is going to be. I expect the Titans to be in the playoffs. I think it's going to be tough to to beat out the Colts, but I think think the Titans can do that. That's why I love football, and I can't wait for this football season to start because I want to see that. But I think you're going to get into the playoffs, and it's going to be quarterback versus quarterback. I think you can probably win one, maybe two games, but you can't win four. And no, the Titans no. the Titans are probably not going to be the number one seed, so they're going to have to win four to win a Super Bowl, right? Wildcard, divisional, championship, Super Bowl. I just don't think that Ryan Tannehill has four games against elite quarterbacks in him to win. And I, I also, I don't know how the season is going to play out with these new wide receivers. That is, uh, well, I mean, there's some interest there
0: and that's where we're going to go next because i have been pleasantly surprised in titans wide receivers as a unit uh so far through six training camp practices so let's let's flip to this conversation because there was a surprise superstar at yesterday's practice not saying he's a superstar at all but he looked like one uh during tuesday's titans training camp practice uh and that is racing mcmath so <laughs> Ray C. McMath getting first-team reps. That's not it. Ray C. McMath got first-team reps and caught two touchdown passes. Is this something or nothing? Is it something or nothing? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, whenever you get hurt in life, and that happens. It sucks, but you never know, but it happens. You get hurt, you get banged up, you got to go get it fixed and Bone and & Joint Institute can help you do that. I waited two weeks too long to go get my foot checked out by Dr. Jeff Watson at the Bone & Joint Institute, so don't wait like I did. Go do it. Just go take care of it now and get back to recovery. They got you in Franklin. They got over a dozen doctors who specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly think of, boneandjointtn.org.
1: A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM are great friends at BetMGM. You can download the app today. Look at the bottom of your screen. You see that BetMGM logo. You see that promo code. They are the king of the sports book. If you're a new user, use the promo code Sports. And if you already have the app, which you should if you watch this show, you get up to $25 back if your four-leg one-game parlay in the in Major League Baseball is one leg short. So let's say you bet, you have a parlay, you got four Four leg parlay, one of them misses, you get 20 up to $25 back. So that's a great deal for already existing users on BetMGM. If you're not an already existing user, download the app. BetMGM promo code ATOZ Sports.
0: All right, A to Z Sports live on this Wednesday. Uh the question we're talking asking right now, Titans wide receiver racing McMath, gets first team reps and catches two touchdowns. Is that something or nothing? So, Zach, I'm going to send you the chat, but I'm also going to give more info and context on the specific plays and what happened. So, there was an eight play series for Ryan Tannehill's unit against the top unit of the Titans defense, right? They started like the opposite 25 and drove down the field. And so, in those eight plays, Racy McMath had three catches. Two of them were bombs for touchdowns. The one that wasn't a touchdown was a sideline comeback route where he got open against a very physical coverage by Caleb Farley, caught the football on the sideline with Farley all over him. Great throw by Tannehill right in front of us in the media, kept his feet in bounds and everything for a first down. The the first touchdown, he just ran by everybody. It might've been a busted coverage because he got lost. He was so wide open it looked like he was back there fielding a punt. He caught it, ran in the end zone with ease. The third play was the most impressive by far because it was a post route one-on-one with Caleb Farley. He beats Farley, gets behind him, and then has it dropped right over the shoulder by Tannehill in the end zone, touchdown, Racing McMath. So two bombs there and three catches in eight plays, two touchdowns from Racing McMath. This is something or nothing. Let's
1: go to the chat. Uh, Let's see. Richter uh, Skrlerb right there says something. Um, Thomas says something. Ed says nothing. Caleb says something. Zoe says nothing. Uh Oh, we got a good question on our hands. Xavier says nothing. Mark says nothing. Van says something. Jerome says nothing. Stefan says something just means he has a higher chance of making the team, which we'll probably dive into. Luman says nothing. Uh, closer to nothing than something from Donald. Uh, Racy playing well can fill in for a deep threat that the Titans desperately need from Tony. In a little something from Christopher Valentino says nothing, Ricochet Ray says nothing. Uh, it's something if he's going against the first team D from Paulie D. D- Love you, Blue. And mm-hmm. you stated that that was the case. Matthew yep. says nothing, Ethan says something, Josh says nothing honky-tonk says something wow this is a great question because we're going back and forth back and forth back and forth and uh, a lot of different comments look it, I, i'll go ahead and say mine i i think it's nothing i, I think you say that yeah i it's racing mcmath like you everybody a squirrel finds a nut <laughs> every once in a while right that's what the saying goes i just racing mcmath you know, when he was drafted last year, I think his potential, we looked at it and said, wow, he could really play above his means. He could play special teams. He could be a utility guy. I think he has gotten better. And look, I think Racing McMath, you see right there at the gra- graphic, I was looking for pictures uh, on, on our, our website that we pull pictures from. And I was like, am I going to find a Racing McMath in a uniform? Right. Yeah, I, I am because he got opportunity. More opportunity than they ever would have because of what happened to the Titans roster. It got decimated, right? So I think, you know, I, I think for Racy McMath, it is nothing because I just don't see that happening in a regular season football game. I can't, I cannot vision it in my I, mind. I can try, but I can't see it.
0: You again, you have to define the something or nothing. I, I think when you're looking at, the scope of who's going to arise in the wide receiver depth chart to make the football team. I think raising math, this is something he's getting first team reps. Josh Malone's not getting those uh, Des yeah, Fitzpatrick's, you remember that argument. T- <laughs> Patrick's not getting those, you know, like i, I like Roberson a lot, but he's not getting those right now. Kyle Phillips is still not getting those Mason Kinsey plays a different position. So I can't really say that, but Des Fitzpatrick is getting first team reps out there with, in the rotation of Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akina,
1: Des Fitzpatrick.
0: Did I say Des Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Damn it. Racy McMath is getting reps There's they,
1: They're kind of one in the same. No, they, no.
0: Racy is so more athletically gifted than Des Fitzpatrick. As of this yesterday with Sam, Des Fitzpatrick still looks like a baby deer sometimes. Like he doesn't know what to do with his arms and his legs. Well, both, Mc- both are
1: drafted the same draft class and both kind of underachieved, right? I mean yeah, for but, what they we thought they could be. But again,
0: so Racy McMath getting reps with Woods, Burks, and NWI. Those were the four guys that were really rotating through like the wide receivers during that session. And NWI made plays, Burks made some plays, Woods is still kind of being brought back. So different situation. But I, I, Racy, with three catches and eight plays and two of them going over the top for a touchdown, there's something to that. Because he does have really high-end athletic ability. He just didn't have the experience at LSU or the opportunity because they had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and all these other guys that were first and second round picks ahead of him. And he battled some injuries. And so I do think that it's interesting. I think it's something. Because if Racy McMath can show you that he can go down the field Beat guys vertically and catch the football. Plus, he can return kickoffs. Plus, he's good as a gunner on punt team. Plus, he can go cover kickoffs too. Then, racing Math has a spot. Right, as because what more is more of an
1: opportunity with all of that to get a spot,
0: and 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 he's doing all of those other things, like the kick returns, the punt coverage as a gunner, all those things. I think he's better. Than Dez, certainly he's better than Josh Malone in those aspects. I think Racy McMath has a legit shot here. So, if you're, and I don't want to get too deep in this conversation, but you're trying to find wide receiver four and wide receiver five on the roster because it's going to be Woods, Burks, and then NWI. Those three guys are locks. So, who's four, who's five? Racy as a deep threat. And a special teams guy it looks pretty good to me so far.
1: Yeah, like, I won't like, dive. We've into heard a opinion lot opinion. about
0: potential with this guy, but now we just saw some like proof of two touchdown catches and eight plays, like as a wide receiver. Like I do think the
1: Titans to... have an affinity for Des Fitzpatrick. I, I,
0: he, I mean, he, go... how can you say that when he didn't make the team last
1: year? No, well, he came back. <laughs> Yeah, because they got they didn't everything. cut him loose and and let him go. They came back and look. I I am not yeah, a Des I mean, Fitzpatrick fan. I do not get do not get this twisted. I'm not pro Des Patrick. I just think that they keep. It's like one of those again. I, you compare it to like you wanted him to work out so bad, and you know you draft him. You believed in him when you drafted him, and you thought he had talent, and then you realize, oh god, he's far far, far well, well, I mean, away well, from where they, we thought. They let him go. Then it brought him back.
0: And then he played. I mean, he played. Why? Why did he play, Zach?
1: Because of the circumstance.
0: Everybody got hurt. Everybody got hurt. He had to. Like, they, like, Zach, they played 10 receivers
1: but in game. But he's games back like in that. camp. Well, if, yeah, if, because if, if they didn't have an affinity for him,
0: his ass would be in another training camp. I just, uh, I just think you saying that they have an affinity for Dez Fitzpatrick is too strong. They drafted him with a fourth-round pick. They're going to make sure... They try their damnedest to get something out of the fourth round pick. They cut him, so no, that's wrong, right? They cut him. They already said that they weren't
1: willing to try, and then all of a sudden, no, they no. they got it. Look, they cut him. They
0: right. cut a fourth round pick, Austin. That doesn't happen that often. So, Zach. You're talking on both sides of your mouth because you're saying they have an affinity for Deshutes Patrick, but now you're talking about them cutting him. So no, which is it? No, because they cut him and then they brought him back and on then the they practice brought him squad, back, and then they brought him back again.
1: So that's their affinity. Is that no, they
0: I, no? He they is are a... wanting
1: to see more. They I don't think that they believe truly that Des Patrick is
0: a problem solver, but. They don't have really anybody else. Look, they gave him an, oppor- an another opportunity for the se- for the second season because he's a fourth round pick, but they cut that, him so he's a cheaper contract than a fourth round pick. Yeah, strategy, I
1: understand that. nobody picked him up, and so he came back. I, yeah, I, I like, understand the timeline.
0: I know what happened again i I think the reason why is because they played ten wide receivers last year because of all the injuries, right and Racy and uh des. And Kinsey are three of the, the ten, right? I I right now, Des Fitzpatrick is another cut candidate and bringing him back on the practice squad. That's what Des Fitzpatrick is. That's probably what Mason Kinsey is again this year.
1: Yes, and John, I think uh, maybe that e- this easily explains what I'm thinking. They have an affinity for him because they cut him, brought him back. They like his potential. That is my rationale. They, they, his, they are, they are have an affinity for his potential. I don't know if they have an affinity for him as a player. I think we'll find that out over the next several weeks. Preseason games will be big for Des Fitzpatrick, but he's in that mix. You yeah, talk yeah. about four and five.
0: No, I'm you know not. Who, no, you know who they have an affinity for is Cody Hollister because that guy has <laughs> been here for two years too long.
1: <laughs> well, probably, but he's made some <laughs> preseason plays and some training camp plays. Yeah. And he, look, here's the one thing. And this is what I learned about covering the NFL for, you know, 10 plus years. We don't see what happens outside of the practice field. We don't know how, you know, some, some players have an affinity. There's the word of the day for Coaching and teaching, right? That you don't even see. You don't even see how they can go up to the board and explain something. Well, you don't. We don't know how they teach, right? We don't know how they interact. They don't know the value that they bring to a football team outside of play. Obviously, that is the catalyst at the end of the day, right? Can you play? But I, we don't see what's inside the St. Thomas Sports Park facility that goes into a lot of these decisions.
0: For sure. No doubt. No doubt about that. But again, I think the Racy McMath thing from yesterday is something. Because I think he has, as of right now, he is above the cut line. And based off of what he showed and what he has shown as a wide receiver so far this camp.
1: I don't think it's the same, but you brought up Josh Malone, which we got into a a, a spat, whatever you want to call it because I thought that was absolutely nothing, and you thought it was something. This Look, Racy McMath and Josh Williams are different. I'm not trying to compare the two. But I saw the writing on the wall with that. I'm kind of seeing the writing on the wall with Racy McMath. He may have better opportunity because you don't have that full laundry list of wide receivers. There is that 4-5 slot that is up for grabs. I just think that you asked the question of this one day. I don't think that it is something. That's my opinion.
0: All right. Fair enough. A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday, which means hey, it means two things, actually three things, uh, because somebody just had an epiphany in the chat. Jabu said the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. (laughs) Hey, what else is tomorrow? Is A to Z Sports making a big announcement? Uh, Zach, kind of tell everybody a little bit about our big announcement before we dive into show.
1: Yeah, so we've been working on this over the last several months. Uh, It will impact A to Z Sports fans. Of all kinds. you as Titans fans will like this. Cowboy fans will also like this for A to Z Sports, Dallas. Other fans, football fans in general will love what we are doing. This is one of our biggest announcements to date. Um, and A to Z sports is growing in a very, very big way across the country and we are very proud of that. But you know, tomorrow is a big day for A to Z sports in the direction of where we want to go. And, you know, I I speak to the chat right now and to everybody listening that has been with us since day one as we talk about, you know, we have 80,000 Facebook fans. We've got all these followers. You guys have kind of seen our path, you know, when the radio station that used to employ us told us that we weren't good enough. I took that to heart. Austin took that to heart. And we've been kicking their ass for the last six years. Tomorrow is another boot in the ass to that radio station that didn't believe in us. And anybody that hasn't believed in us, that's what fuels my fire. Uh, I can't speak for Austin on that, but it does definitely fuel my fire. And tomorrow is another step in the direction of taking what sports digital media is evolving into. And we want to be at the forefront. And I think tomorrow, what I always try to concentrate on A to Z sports is, how can we do things that others are not? Or how can we do it better? I think tomorrow is a great representation of what we are going to provide to millions. We're not into the thousands anymore. To millions of football fans. So get your popcorn ready for tomorrow. Big announcement.
0: That's right. All right, Zach, before we throw shade, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, fbhp.com
1: uh, slash A to Z is where you need to go get your health plan. I got my health plan earlier this year. Better coverage, better rates, better service, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Very exciting when you switch and you save. I switched and I saved 20% per month, and I got better coverage. Unfortunately, I've had to use the plan a couple of times this year uh, with being ha- having the flu. I go into urgent care after I got rear-ended by this crazy person in st louis in a lift but you know i got better and i'm glad i had the coverage that i did i had the coverage because of farm bureau health plans that's fbhp.com slash a to z
0: don't forget if you're using the ben mgm app you can always get major league baseball one game parlay insurance which means you get up to 25 bucks back if your major league baseball one game parlay of four legs or more falls one leg short i always hate when that happens uh, but you guys can get up to 25 bucks back with Major League Baseball's one-game parlay insurance with the BetMGM app. If you have not signed up yet for the BetMGM app, you can download it and use our code ATOZSPORTS. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Time for some shade. <laughs> we always throw shade to wrap up our Wednesday show. Uh, I see some people throwing shade. Uh, at preseason games, uh, John says, so Jack is getting a Zach tattoo. Is that the announcement tomorrow? That is, that is not it, but pretty funny. And, uh, Ethan says a to Z world is coming soon. Uh, so, uh, we are not going to tell you yet, but, uh, Michael says throwing shade, at Bud Dupree, who was out again. I don't necessarily think you can, um, you can take much into that. Um, because Mike Vrabel gives guys days off all the time. So I, Ben Jones had a day off on Saturday. Yeah, so it's big... it's
1: Bud's plan. Okay, Maintenance so.
0: days. I, again, I don't know if that's what happened with Bud Dupree, but I wouldn't worry too much about it um, as well. But Xavier says shade on everyone moving to Tennessee and making traffic crazy. Uh, Nick says throwing shade at the person who cut the lock at the storage unit. Ooh. Hopefully the facility's surveillance video finds you. Fortunately, it doesn't appear... They took anything. I guess you didn't have anything worth taking there, Nick.
1: Storage Wars. <laughs> <I> used <to laughs> watch, anybody used to watch that. I used to watch that show with my dad, like, again, that was like 10, 10 years ago or something. Uh, Storage Wars was actually pretty entertaining. And then just like anything like they do with Housewives, they're like, Storage Wars, Texas. T- Storage Wars, Jersey. And it got oversaturated. But that, that just made me think of that show.
0: All right, Zach. Uh, my Shade. Blaine Bishop was right. Yesterday at Titans practice, I was out there and the Hitman was out there watching practice. I was sitting there talking to him and they were walking back from one drill to the next and he goes he goes, "Austin, you got to put some sunscreen on those calves, man." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no." And this morning I wake up and the back of my knees and my calves are fried and they're so tender and I was like, "Damn." I did not expect to need sunscreen on the back of my legs at practice. I've been this is my tenth year covering the Titans, and the first time the back of my legs have gotten so sunburned uh, at practice. And and BB Hitman called it out, and he was dead on right. He says you got got those big calves, you got to be able to put sunscreen on those things, and they got fried. So Blaine, you were correct, uh, and there you go.
1: That's pretty funny. Well, and you you have to have you know covering training camp you got i mean i had you gotta have sunscreen i used i do 50 when when oh, it's training camp
0: yeah I'm, i put 50 on my face i put 50 on my arms my neck the back of my neck and my ears everything but i forgot. It's been especially back...
1: hot yeah. this year
0: yeah no doubt no doubt
1: um well i'm gonna read some shade before i get to my shade and mine mine again is is somewhat unique um shade on the league for not suspending brady talking from aaron insinuating for the Miami Dolphins i actually and aaron look i'm i'm a bucks guy so like i wouldn't have brady be suspended that would be ridiculous but i you know it's shared on both sides i kind of felt like they you know they punished the dolphins heavily and brady was kind of the innocent guy saying oh well they were talking to me I mean, it sounded like Brady was talking back too. No, so. yeah, it, it takes two to tango. And I, I, I was talking with our managing editor yesterday. You know, talking about Bucks. It's funny the Dolphins took advantage of the Antonio Brown situation. If you look at the timeline, the Antonio Brown was starting to go crazy, starting to go crazy. That's when they reached out and started talking in December, even more. And then Antonio Brown, that Jets game that he walked off the field was January fifth. So like. That was when the the Bucks saga was like probably at its height, you know. That's when the drama happened. So, um, Aaron, good shade to be able to talk about that. I I
0: do like uh, Lucas says it takes two to tamper. (laughs) That's a good. It does take two to tamper. You're not Lucas.
1: That's the love of the show. That's good. (laughs) That's good. That's good content right there. Wow. Uh, Derek is throwing shade on me. Uh, People who don't like preseason games, it's football. Get over yourself. It is. I'm so glad there's only three of them. Four was way too many. So, uh, but I'm I'm not a big preseason guy because I'm not, again, I'm not a big Josh Malone guy. That guy's going to get cut. He ain't making the team. I'm not going to get excited or use my emotion. I got other things to do. Um, shade on the FFB podcasters hating on the Titans players uh, right there. Shade on bad betting nights. Zach, we all go through them. Uh, get back up on the sandal. Shade it too much rain for Billy. Luman says shade on Amazon's return policy. Can't figure out how to send a part back. They're making it, it hard for a computer dummy. I try to, I think they try to make it easy, but you know, um, Ethan says shade on how loud the throwing shade sound effect is. Now I'm deaf. Well, you know, wake up. It's throwing shade day. Um, shade on the punks that give up on Ryan Tannehill because of one game. Justify it. Ah, Eric. Yeah, we have a conversation about that. Three picks when it's <laughs> your best opportunity. I mean, you're throwing shade on me. I- I'll stand up. You can't throw three picks in a game you have to win. Um, Karen says shade on Jerry Jones' comments. Yeah, Cowboys is going through some stuff with Jerry saying that they don't need any more wide receivers when they clearly need some wide receivers. Here's my shade. Okay. My shade is unique in the sense of I think it's shade that is coming. And this is, and I'm not very superstitious, but this is superstitious. We lost two greats Mm. of our sports world. Like when you think of greats, Bill Russell and Vince Scully, those are the epitome of goat. You know, when you talk about goat, everybody throws around like, oh, he's a goat. He's a goat. These two men are goats in what they do. They impacted our game, our society, our civilization, our sporting world in dramatic and impactful ways that will change our sports world and our world and our culture forever. So first, I commend them and thank them. But death's come in threes. And that third slot, I left black for, you know, a tribute to those two men that have lost their lives and have lived great, great lives. Don't get me wrong. They lived great lives. And I don't know if I've been watching a little bit more Bill Russell coverage of, of him saying, you know, I don't know how heaven's going to be because he felt like what his life was heaven of all the things that he was successful at and impacted at. Vince Scully, when I hear his voice, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but he used to be the voice of my Sega baseball games, Major League Baseball. I And his voice rings in my head, riding around in the back seat of my. My best friend at the time, Pierce Sandwith, who I haven't talked to in like God, damn twenty years. What's up, Pierce? If you hear what's going on, his mom Debbie used to drive us around in this huge Astro van, and we'd play <laughs> this baseball game in the back. And I would be the Seattle Mariners because I love Griffey. He would be the yeah. Braves because he loved the Braves. And Vince Scully would be calling the game through the radio system. And now I've, this is like making me like happy because we were riding around Nashville. Listening to Vince Gully call our video games on Sega Genesis that they had in the car, which was mind-blowing at the time. My shade is, I don't know who that third person is going to be, but it usually comes in threes. So this is why it was unique. It Mm -hmm. gave me the ability to talk about those two great men and the impact that they had on a lot of people's lives, but also throw shade at, at maybe the next one coming around the bend.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I heard the Bill Buckner call this morning uh, again, and just like like I I had chill chill bumps on my shoulders and arms just by hearing Vince Scully talk. And I, I, the interview clip that was that went viral of Bill Russell talking with Kevin Garnett when he became a Boston Celtic was just awesome. It was just really cool. Just about like if you do the things and handle how you are supposed to handle your business and leadership and management and pulling guy bringing guys with you not dragging them was was really cool to watch and hear bill russell talk about things like that ahead of his time that's for sure um so yeah they were very worthy shade for sure there you go all right everybody well no titans practice today which gives everybody a break which is nice give your Uh, calves a break Yeah, seriously. Yeah, put some lotion on them things. Aloe Vera to help it out a little bit. But uh, no Titans practice today, but we've got great stuff up there on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our Titans highlight, including the full five-plus minutes uh, interview with Malik Willis that we played clips with uh, from earlier in the show today. So go check that out, subscribe, and get all of our great content. YouTube at A to Z Sports Nashville Buck Rising live tonight. A to Z Sports Prime Time. We'll see you guys later. Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Adios.